You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony. Alan Shoes is a novelist whose latest book is To Catch the Lightning. He's the book commentator for NPR's All Things Considered. Thank you for joining me, Alan. My pleasure, as always. Alan, we've got three very interesting books to talk about today. Uh, The first one that uh, comes to mind is the one you recently reviewed for the San Francisco Chronicle, Amos O's Rhyming Life and Death. Yeah, it's a very interesting novel. I I don't know if, if it's anywhere near his best work. Uh, I mean, my favorite novel of uh, O's is, is called The Same Sea that came out, I guess, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago. Um, as you describe it, it's, I mean, The Same Sea doesn't sound very promising. It's about a, a, a uh, Tel Aviv uh, accountant whose wife has just died of ovarian cancer. Uh, his son is off on a trek in the Himalayas, and the son's girlfriend comes to move in with him and they're all in mourning. Uh, I think it's one of the most wonderful books I've read in, in a decade. But this one is uh, nowhere near as somber. It's very playful. Uh, this uh, writer is sitting in a cafe uh, in Tel Aviv, rehearsing some of the questions and answers he presumes are going to follow from an evening presentation. He's about to make it a nearby uh, community center, and he finds himself attracted to the waitress and then to someone in the audience, a woman in the audience, and he imagines what it would be like to follow her home and follow her into her apartment and then uh, make out with the waitress. Uh, and, you know, finally you don't know whether any of this is happening at all or if it's just an exercise of the writer's imagination. But So it's very playful, uh, at the same time very serious because it always makes clear the imagination is all the writer has. Uh, whether he's dealing with reality itself or the reality of his imagination. So, playful book, uh, and interesting. Kind of a, you know, a writer's book, more than a reader's book. Of a genre I kind of call Mobius strip fiction, because it, <laughs> <laughs> it winds back on itself. And, and I think one of the things that, that well, I have to admit that when you, when you start when he starts talking about the questions that people ask, as a person who's asked writers questions, I start to cringe. <laughs> but I think it's interesting that the way he sees the imagination, his imagination, it's not necessarily a good thing for him. No, no. But the main questions, uh, you know, that he poses are the great questions. Uh, as in that great Gauguin painting, where do we come from? What are we? Where are we going? I mean, those are the questions that any serious writer deals with all the time. And his answers, I think, are, are entertaining and, and meaningful, but not um, uh, over the top, not, not uh, pretentious. And that, right, and that's it, certainly not pretentious at all. No, he makes fun of himself yeah. in this novel um, and has a lot of fun making fun of himself. Yeah, it's really quite enjoyable to read. Yeah, I, although, uh, you know, for pure pleasure, the new uh, Elmore Leonard novel, Road Dogs, is uh, is really quite terrific. I mean, I love Leonard's dialogue. I mean, he's written, what, 40 or 50 books? You know, gazillions of characters are paraded through his books, and uh, every time any one of them opens his or her mouth, you get something absolutely 
wonderful, sprightly, funny, uh, that moves the action along. In this new novel, Road Dogs, he's got a couple of characters from uh, some earlier books. Uh, Jack Foley, who's this bank robber from his novel Out of Sight, and a, a Cuban hustler named Kundo Ray, who's made millions uh, in houses and bad business dealings in, in Florida and California. And uh, this woman who is sort of married to Ray, Dawn Navarro, who's a psychic who's appeared in an earlier novel also. And uh, they just have a great time uh, talking to each other as well as shooting at each other. I mean, can I read a passage? It's, uh, oh, sure, yeah, X-rated, I'd love to hear it. X-rated. That, that's uh, this okay. Is, this is where Fo- Foley gets out of prison uh, a little earlier than his road dog buddy, Quindo Ray, and he goes, uh, on Ray's suggestion, goes to meet uh, this woman, Dawn, Ray's mistress-slash-wife. And uh, in the house, he sees uh, there's a, pain, a naked painting of hers, and he, she says... Uh, there's another one of me dressed, reading a book, Jimmy, that's a guy named Little Jimmy, who's this bisexual Cuban, former prison mate also of Kundo Ray, who's the business manager while Kundo's in prison. She says, there's another one of me dressed, reading a book, Jimmy has it in his office. I like the one you bare ass, Foley said. I did happen to mention the painting to Kundo. It's in a phone conversation. He said, what painting? You tell him I'm naked? I only said I liked it. I haven't told him, Dawn said. I wouldn't be his little saint lying naked on the roof of his house. He wanted to know who did them. Little Jimmy, Dawn said. Kundo has him watching over me. He calls Jimmy the monk because for 27 years, Kundo's believed little Jimmy's gay. But the little fellow himself has never been that sure. But which does he like better, pussy or being one? Jimmy said he's beginning to lean toward pussy. So, uh, you know, it's just wonderful dialogue. Um, and, uh, you know, the plot moves along become mainly because of this dialogue. And you get everybody betraying everybody else and trying to throw each other off rooftops. And uh, Dawn is one of just absolutely one of the meanest, meanest uh, creations uh, in, in modern literature. She is a witch with a gun. <laughs> well, uh, one of the things I really like about Leonard's writing is he knows when to stop. And he, he just, with his prose, with both his descriptive prose and his dialogue, he'll take you so far, and he seems to just really capture things perfectly without mm-hmm. going too far. And you, as the reader, complete the picture. So mm-hmm. that's kind of, that's for me at least, that's how the plot keeps moving forward, because my brain is just a little bit enough ahead of him. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, he's, he, he's written for the screen so much, he knows how to make a little movie on the page, just suggesting, as you say, just enough to help you visualize what's going on. And, but uh, this other book, uh, Martyr, by a, it's, a, it's a first novel by a uh, man named Rory Clements, who's a former journalist, I guess a retired journalist, done an extraordinary amount of research on life in Elizabethan England. Is a, it's a kind of short, uh, short course in what it was like to live uh, under Queen Elizabeth just when England is just on the verge of going to war with, uh, with Spain. And the main character, it's a, it's a mystery. Um, I hated the name of the Rose, and I thought, oh, I'm not going to like this one at all. It's a historical thriller, but uh, the main investigator is a man named John Shakespeare, who is the uh, mythical brother, young, older brother of, John, of William Shakespeare. And 
who actually makes an appearance before the end of the novel, as you might expect. You can't name a character Shakespeare in the first chapter without having a Shakespeare appear before the end of the book, right? To paraphrase Chekhov. Um, and it's meticulously researched, and you get this brilliant picture of life in Elizabeth England that, that he kind of sketches in for you line by line as you move along towards uh, trying to find the killer of this uh, pregnant uh, Catholic girl uh, from a high-born family um, in, in the middle of this uh, culture war. Talk about culture wars between you know the Elizabethan throne, and, who has become Protestant, and the Catholic population of England uh, while they're on the verge of actual war with Spain. So really, really quite terrific. Uh, just moves you along really quickly. It's one of those books that, as I'm reading it, you 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 sit in front of the computer and look up who's real and who's not on mm-hmm. Google. That's and, right. And it's yeah. really very interesting. As you say, it is a, a short course in history. And one of the things I think that makes books like this so much fun is because we bring to them ourselves a lot of our own history. So when we see the killer stalking the streets, we have our whole knowledge of serial killers mm-hmm. and that, all that kind of history that the characters mm-hmm. don't have. And it really uh, adds a lot of depth and, and enjoyment to the fiction as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree. But finally, it's, uh, you know, it, it really is about Elizabethan England. And apparently this guy's going to write a few more no- novels using John Shakespeare as his main character. And uh, I really quite look forward to those. Um, I'll know a lot more about Shakespeare's time than I did before I started. Yeah, his his next novel is he's already got it named. It's called Revenger. So we'll uh-huh. look for that next year. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, so there's a tremendous amount of suspense, even though we know, I mean, nudge nudge, wink wink, Spain loses the war to England. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's one of the the pleasures of a skilled, uh, a well written historical novel is to keep you on your toes, even when you already know the outcome. Right, right. So I hope. Uh, People enjoy these, and uh, we'll plunge ahead. We'll plunge ahead. Into further reading. I've been speaking with Alan Shoes. His newest book is To Catch the Lightning. He's the book commentator for NPR's All Things Considered. Thank you for joining me, Alan. My pleasure, Rick. You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony.